Hey guys, it's time for Lawn Theory. So crack open a cold one and settle in and let's get to it. On Lawn Theory, we're going to keep up with industry trends and hear from professionals who built businesses from the ground up. New episodes drop every Sunday and you'll have new growth opportunities for your business every Monday. Now, let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome. It's me, Stephen Warner, the CEO and co-founder of Lawn Buddy, and today we are on another episode of Lawn Theory, and I am thrilled to have one of my best friends, one of just the most intelligent human beings I've ever met, and the funniest people I've ever met, Sam Foreman with Foreman Law here today. So thanks for, for jumping on with me, Sam. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and uh, just grateful for your friendship and, and getting a chance to chat about... Uh, some really exciting topics today. I know. We're going to talk about mergers and acquisitions. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so I know that that you've moved to, to kind of focus more in mm-hmm. that world. But before we, we do that, tell me a little bit about um, yourself and your business. I know you intimately. Sure. Not intimately. Very right. well. Yeah. In an appropriate level. In an appropriate level. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your, yourself and your business and, and what you've created. So my business is Foreman Law. Uh, we're a business-focused uh, law firm. We provide a full life cycle of needs for a variety of businesses. Our big focus, uh, where I feel like we're doing a really great job for clients right now, is on mergers and acquisitions, uh, where we get a chance to leverage our core competency of being really organized to deliver uh, amazing processes that produce amazing results for our clients. That's awesome. And you guys just launched a new podcast, right? Oh, we did indeed. With Jacob yeah. Wayman and yourself. That's true. We want to yep. give a, a plug for that podcast. So after they're finished here, they can go jump over to yours and, and, and I would love that. Thank you. Our, our podcast uh, that I host with Jacob Wayman is How to Buy or Sell a Business Successfully. And the title says it all. There you go. So now... Tell us a little bit about, I know you said a little bit about your experience in the mm-hmm. mergers and acquisitions world, but can you, you may not have exact experience in the grain industry, but could you just tell us about your experience in general, helping people buy businesses? Right, right. Uh, we love working with folks that are first time buyers or first time sellers. We've tailored a lot of our processes towards helping educate people um, so that they can focus on the big decisions that are going to create the most value for them um, during that interaction. And, you know, one of our core values is learning. Um, we really want to approach every, you know, opportunity, every obstacle with curiosity and optimism, looking for, you know, how to create the most value out of that interaction. And that helps us really be in a great position to help folks, regardless of industry, figure out how to maximize based on their personal scorecard. Absolutely. You know, and I think going into everything with the childlike wonder is, is, is key. And I tell mm-hmm. my wife that every single time she says, I'm childish. <laughs> it just it works out. Cli- so, clients stop asking me why I throw food when I use phrases like childlike wonder. <laughs> it just explains everything. It, it, it's to move them into a more malleable state. Yes. <laughs> it's also fun. Exactly. It is. It is. Yeah. So now what are some of the benefits of buying a business rather than starting a new one? To me, the biggest advantage of buying a business versus starting a business is that you get you have you have fewer unknowns. Uh, you have much more certainty about what it is that you're actually doing with those funds. Um, you've got a financial history. You've got the ability to establish a client base right out of the gate. You've got a developed team 
um, if that's in place, you might be buying existing contracts that could have, you know, some long-term opportunities just to create more predictability, have fewer unknowns, and there's value in that certainty. It can also give you a really strong base to build on. Um, if you've got aspirations to take something and, and make it much more powerful than what it is to begin with, you know, having that really solid foundation that somebody else has prepared can be really, really useful. Yeah, and we, we see kind of two ways in the law landscape industry, and I always coach people on this, but Zach Lewis, who we've had on the podcast previously, he's with uh, Koala Tea mm-hmm. um, here. Terrific name. It, it is great. He's out of Augusta. He services the Wichita area. Mm-hmm. But he was an executive out of Coke Industries, um, decided that he wanted to get out of that life and get into a job where he could work for himself, be his own boss. He actually bought that business out. Mm-hmm. And started it that way and bought some contracts out and was able to continue to grow his business that way. But then the, the, the back half of that is if you're an established business and you're looking to really grow or expand into new territories, mm-hmm. I think acquiring a business is one of the best solutions you have in your arsenal, especially with the uh, generational wealth transfer that's mm-hmm. occurring. A lot of businesses in the sure. trades and a lot of landscape they have no succession plan or little mm-hmm. to no succession plan. And so mergers and acquisitions or buying those companies mm-hmm. can lead to huge, sustainable um, growth for your company. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the other biggest draws, I think, from buying uh, versus building is time. I mean, it's absolutely the time. You've got something that's already to a particular point. Um, and for most folks, you know, when you look at your business plan of where you are and where you want to be, you know, that can really help you jump ahead a couple of steps. Um, it can be more expensive or not. I mean, there's just, there's, that goes kind of back to the unknowns and, um, but that's something that I think has to be heavily weighted um, when you're looking at growth strategies. Absolutely. So let's do a little scenario here, right? So right, let's say I'm ready. yours truly, <laughs> Stephen Jeffrey Werner. Yes. Was coming and I said, I want to buy a lawn and landscape company. Okay. What? What would someone need to start the process of buying a lawn care business outside of contacting you? But what do you need legally, financially, just some examples of if I was interested to go ahead and start acquiring a business in the lawn landscape industry? Sure. Um, the best place to start is with with a team. Uh, actually, excuse me, the best place to start is with the 12-episode um, podcast on how to buy or sell a business successfully. <laughs> Yes. Um, In seriousness, the best place to start is with a team, Um, especially if you're a first time buyer uh, and you're looking at buying a business, an experienced team that knows how deals work, uh, knows how to help you prepare for it, how to focus on the things that matter most, um, how to answer your questions, how to make the time process work really efficient for you, how to help you budget properly. That's just critical. There's no there's no substitute for being able to add on to your team great relationships and great level of, ex- of experience. Awesome. Yeah, so now that we know kind of where you would start, what are some mm-hmm. tips for someone that has started that process or they're looking to buy it. Maybe they have identified the business they want to buy. They've already listened to your podcast. Mm -hmm. They've reached out to you. They have the team. What are those Mm -hmm. tips that you could, could give to someone as they're experiencing buying a business for the first time? Right. I think the, a really important step to take early on is make a really clear list of deal makers and deal breakers. The temptation when you get too far into a deal and you 
identify something that doesn't work right for you is to think about the sunk cost of, hey, I'm too far into it. I've spent too much money. I've got to figure out how to make this work. And what we want to do, you know, with our processes and what we recommend for folks to do is identify those deal makers and deal breakers as early as possible. What's what's got to happen for that deal to really work for you? Those are the deal makers. And then what are the things where, hey, if this is the case or if this isn't true, that just breaks the deal for me. And identify those as quickly as possible. Have your team help you identify those as early on as possible so that you can break that deal as fast as you can and go on to something else if it's not going to work. But if you don't have that already ironed out at the beginning, you can get absorbed by the process and just focus on getting the deal done instead of getting the deal done right. Yeah, that's that's great advice. And I think one of the things going back to that that core principle that you're talking about of building the team is specifically in the lawn landscape industry, we see a lot of buyers who are looking to acquire those companies mm-hmm. and the seller is saying, hey, I've got 80 clients. They're all residential, no commercial, no contracts, mm-hmm. and they want a, a two to three times multiple on it. The, when you have that good team in place and you can start dissecting it and asking and challenging those questions on, hey, how many customers are expected to churn from a deal like this? How many, mm-hmm. from a legal standpoint, what's holding them to to stay with me instead of jumping ship and going with the company that's down the street or that another employee started their own company. Right. And so thinking through that stuff, especially when you're looking at residential stuff that doesn't have contracts goes back to your Mm -hmm. team, not only your team internally, who you're, you're working with every day, but who you're surrounding yourself with from the legal aspect of it, the mentorship aspect Mm -hmm. to make sure you're getting the best deal possible. So now I want to kind of reverse the, the roles a little bit. So we, we talked about, I'm wanting to buy a company. Have you helped anyone actually sell their business? So let's say I yes. want to I want to sell it. Right. What uh, what are what are now that I know that you have helped them? What does that process kind of look like? So very similar, um, but from a sell side, you really want to make sure that you've you've set your priorities early and that you stick to those and that you keep keep your team updated as they as those priorities change. Because those need to guide your process and how you measure the success of what you're willing to do. Um, it's really important to start early as a seller. Usually the deal process from when you decide you're going to do a deal to when it's actually done is longer for the seller than it is for the buyer um, because it usually takes the seller longer to get ready and prepare to sell. You want to think about getting some strategic input from folks who will be able to tell you, hey, here's the weak points in your business that you need to tighten up. Um, so that you can maximize the value. Sometimes what sellers find is that what they really need to do is they need to grow a little more or they need to even have an acquisition to get to a particular size where they can really get the multiple that they want, the you know, the big sexy money that's going to help make them feel like it was a successful transaction. And if you have those conversations early enough, you can put yourself in a position to really achieve what you want with the deal process and not be stuck going, okay, well, I've got to sell by this particular point. Now I don't have any options because I don't have any time. Yeah. And one of the things that I think we noticed a lot is you hit on it when you said they're just not ready. Maybe they Mm. need to grow a little bit more. And I think a lot of everyone's guilty of it to an extent, but you always think you're, you're, your baby's smarter, your baby's Mm -hmm. faster than it actually is. And it, it takes sitting down to potentially do a transaction mm-hmm. or to have a legitimate valuation placed on your business mm-hmm. for you to realize, oh man, I'm I'm right. not going to get the multiple that I want. Right. I've got to do a bunch of different work to do that. But again, it goes back to your team 
And how can you identify those weak spots? Mm-hmm. And then if you already have the team and you're wanting to sell, mm-hmm. well, now we, maybe we can go and we can buy a company. Right. Maybe it's going to take another year. Maybe it's going to take another two years. But mm-hmm. we can get to that point to where we can have a more fruitful exit for you. Or if you're not planning on exiting, it's let's get to the next step. Maybe we're plateaued at $3 million. Maybe we want to get to 6 How do we double in size? Mm-hmm. Logic says you can go out and you can do marketing. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a, a lot longer more painful process than identifying someone to buy. Right. And, you know, when you start early and you have those good conversations, you can figure out what kind of buyer you might be looking for and what the buyer values. It's really important. We encourage all of our clients to think about it. Like think about the buyer when you're on the sell side, think about the buyer like a customer, you know, figure out what they want and how to deliver it for as much value as you possibly can. You don't just have something that they want. It's an exchange. And so that's a really important part of the process and an important part of the mindset. When you understand what your customer, what your buyer wants, then, and you have enough lead time, then you can figure out how to optimize it. And you can figure out, okay, if my buyer really wants predictability, then I need to be thinking about contracts or I need to be thinking about, you know, getting into the market segments that are going to give me longer term contracts that are going to give me more predictability to sell to somebody because they're going to value that more than just, you know, top line revenue or EBITDA or whatever else. Yeah, we normally talk with business owners really when they're looking at either being acquired or acquiring another company that there's in in this industry really three main buckets that they fall into. Mm -hmm. You can uh, have a talent acquisition, you can Mm -hmm. have a product led acquisition, Mm -hmm. or you can have a a revenue or client based acquisition. So right. The talent side is maybe you've built an amazing team that can only do what you do. Maybe you're the only licensed mm-hmm. irrigation and fert company for your county, which right. obviously is, is is not true. But maybe that's it. Maybe you built an awesome team and they're going to acquire your team. Maybe your product, maybe you're more than just a maintenance company. Maybe mm-hmm. you're doing you're doing hardscaping you're, or maybe you're doing fertilization, irrigation, anything to diversify your portfolio of services you offer. Yeah. Custom gnome design. Yeah, exactly. Custom gnome design, I think, mm-hmm. is probably the future. Really, when yeah. we think about it, technology is is old. Gnomes, gnome and lawn. Gnomes, gnome and lawn. Gnome and lawn care. I, man, I like. Did we just start a business? I think we just did. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sam, Sam, and I are no longer going to be a part of anything, and we're going to do our own thing. Yeah, we should see how many business ideas we come up with on the podcast today. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, we've already done it once. Right. We can do it again. Yeah, with the 4 a.m. show. Yeah, exactly. That'll be in the show notes. Yeah, for for everyone (laughs) listening, if this does make it in, uh, Sam and I back in what, like 2016? I think that's right. Yeah, 2016, before podcasts were cool, um, one of the original Joe Rogans of our our industries. The (laughs) We we started a a podcast called the 4 a.m. show. But what time did we record it? It was Oh, uh, it was definitely at 4 a.m. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like 2 p.m. or yeah. something. 2 or 3 p.m. And yeah. uh, we came up with so many awesome business ideas. And I think great. we can replicate that today. Yeah. All about the branding ideas these days. Yeah. And then we can sell them. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's what we're going to do. So we already have the the, the, the Nomies. And the Nomies. I love that. That's mm-hmm. our... That's our fan base. Yeah. After the, the Chiefs win the, the Super Bowl, then we can oh. we can have the Nomies and yes. maybe l- license it or not license it. You're an attorney. You don't really need these things. No. Nah, not so important <laughs> details. <laughs> so, but back to the, the, the third one, which is gonna be okay, we did we did people, mm-hmm. we did product product. Mm-hmm. And the third one that I said was customer base. Customer so base. So that's that yep. kind of gets into the same thing as product is having mm-hmm. a, a, a good mix. Sure. But what have you seen? And I know every industry is different. Every cell mm-hmm. is 
every time you sell or you you buy a company, it's always its own unique beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what are, seems to be the common trend this year, or even the tail end of last year, especially in today's economy? What what is driving more sales? I would probably think more certainty for the for the buyer, but I don't know. Yeah, it's that that's hard to pin down. The more certain they are you know, the more likely there is to be a deal in this economy. But I'd say that it's it's fundamentally the same as it always is, even though the, the deal volume is definitely down from last year. And that is that people buy value. Um, people will always buy value at the right price. And so figuring out, you know, whether you're on the sell side or the buy side, what is valuable about a particular business? And then how do you figure out how to capture that? And then what is the price that really makes sense? And every buyer is going to think differently. And this is why you want to think about a buyer like a customer. You know, what's their risk profile? Well, their risk profile is probably a little bit more um, risk averse right now than um, or a little bit more risk conscious right now than than they would have been maybe, you know, 12 to 24 months ago. Um, And so how do you take that into consideration when you're optimizing the value of your business? And just understanding some of the market cycles and what might be coming coming up ahead. Because um, when money gets cheaper, when it's cheaper for somebody to borrow from a bank and buy a business, um, that's going to stimulate deal flow again as well. And when you're thinking about on the sell side, what does that process look like for you? You want to be thinking not just about what a buyer values today, because if you're not selling today, you know, you're not optimizing for the value today you're optimizing for, hey, what is the value likely to look like in 12 months or 24 months? And that's, again, where a really experienced team can be helpful, particularly one that has some insight into your industry or the ability to learn it quickly. Yeah, that's 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 great advice. And I think one of the things that we're seeing, especially, you know, interest rates are continuing to go up, but it's not going to be that way forever. Is Or is it? Or is it? The in new. a world with runaway inflation. <laughs> and unregulated interest rates. <laughs> We're not selling meth today. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes everyone happy. So. Does it? it? It gets the people going. <laughs> well, they're definitely going. Yeah. And then they steal my trailer, Sam. That's what happened. Chop <laughs> <laughs> so it up. Have you told that story? No, but I need, to, I okay. need to document okay. it. I, need to, I think we need to have its own. Maybe you and I again. We just have our own right. debrief of the meth heads who stole the trailer from our parking lot and then chopped it up. I think that's a really great idea. I actually have a perfect platform for that. Is it called Meth Meth Busters? Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> such a good name. <laughs> <laughs> meth Busters. It's a very niche uh, crime drama. <laughs> yep, and it's it's like to catch a predator, but it's we're just gonna incentivize people to steal old trailers and then we catch feeling them. this is more Reno 911 than this is true than to catch a predator. I've always wanted to be Officer Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> I have the short shorts and everything. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know it's true. So funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll wear them on Thursday. Oh yeah, please don't. <laughs> no. I don't I don't know if, if our life group can handle that. If it can't handle that, can it handle it as our best? <laughs> we need to take you know, them to the bottom. I think when Pastor Craig at Life Church says, we'll do anything shorts of sin, I think, Ooh, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> 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 that, 
that is that, that is good. We should have a blooper reel at the yep. end. The outtakes. Yep. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yep. The no, uh, that's great. No, I think that I think that's that's brilliant. <laughs> that would be a great like life group commercial. It would be like, have you wanted to? <laughs> <laughs> Are you curious whether you're too weird to fit in in a life group? <laughs> well, let me tell you, brother. <laughs> we we thought so. Introducing. <laughs> you, can, you can wear you wear one of those workout tees that are just. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the fishnet. The yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. We're fishers of men. Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> hey. Oh man. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next question? Let's maybe we should definitely move on. All probably. Right. But for Moving real. Moving <laughs> on to, to the next chapter. Yeah. How would you describe yourself as a business owner when you first started in three words? What the hell? <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, no. I hope you edited that out or leave it in. Whatever. Uh, when I first started as a business owner, how would I describe myself in three words? Overconfident, overextended, overwhelmed. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like it. All right. So how would you describe yourself as a business owner now in mm. three words? Overconfident. <laughs> just kidding how would i describe myself now optimistic organized relational i like it and and yeah. to i know you can't see it maybe we'll put a picture in the comments but sam brought me in the coolest gift anyone's ever brought me it's called a booyah box that's right and inside of it there are jelly beans legos balls Coffee, and what would you call these? That's a fidget tube. A fidget tube. Yeah, it's really good for stress and anxiety. Um, if you are feeling stressful and anxious, it will help you relieve that stress and anxiety. If you would like to create stress and anxiety in someone else who's particularly got uh, auditory sensitivities, um, A, that makes you a jerk, but you can use it for that purpose as well. Like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the uh, uh, fun fun fact you know, Sonia, my, my beautiful wife. I do. The uh, um, Every year during the the deer or elk rut, I'll take a tube like this or uh-huh. an actual deer or elk call, and I'll, I'll chase her around the house, and I'll go, here, deer, here, deer. <laughs> it's the rut. It's that time of the year. I'm just, that's my mating call. <laughs> I will have to throw away all of the fidget tubes we have at the office now. <laughs> Actually, I'll just give them to you. Yeah, exactly. And you'll Thank be set you. for the next five hundred yeah, years. She does. She does <laughs> dispose of them. I, I don't. I mean, I know she is. She's, she's throws them straight in the trash. <laughs> she does. She probably lights them on fire. I don't know. The uh, oh, that's too funny. I, hey, at yeah. least I'm trying. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Clearly, clearly, clearly yes. yeah. You're you're definitely a man of of impressive creativity and effort. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. This, you know. As are you, sir. Oh, thank you. As are you. That's You're a titan kind. of your industry. I don't know if anyone's told you that today, but you are. Industry. Yeah. You stay overconfident, sir. I'll stay overconfident. Well, yeah, let's do that. Let's be, let's talk a business about overconfidence. Yes. <laughs> I don't think anything could go wrong. Overconfidence under delivery. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Is it like a, a shipping company? The like, under delivery? Ooh, I like it. Over delivery. You promise over deliver, or you could do none of those things. Just to be overconfident. I think we're on to something. Yeah, I think I think we are. I think we're on to um, interesting but unworkable business idea number three. This is, but we sh- we started somewhere. Yeah, 
You did. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, Stephen Warner. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. He did say that at his address. He will also attack you with the north. (laughs) 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 All right. So if people are interested in connecting with you, how do they go about doing that? Well, are we sure we shouldn't try to talk them out of that first? No, this is... <laughs> you don't. You're overconfident, Sam. Overconfident. Yes, yes. So you can email me at sam at goformanlaw.com uh, or check out our website, www.goformanlaw.com. That's G-O-F-O-R-E-M-A-N-L-A-W.com. I have a jingle for you. You want to hear the jingle? I would love to. www.goformanlaw.com. I think it's wonderful. Thank can you. I have that? You can have it. Oh, that's terrific. You can take it from here. Yeah. You put it on everything you do. I think, I, think it's, I think it's terrific. If someone types in your website, yes, they should hear that voice. I don't know why they'd want to hear anything else. I don't know either. That's <laughs> why I, I gave you that idea. That's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. The, uh, um, and before before we, we end this podcast, I have one last question for you. Yes. Is this a wild card question? This is a wild card question. Oh, man, and I'm really so it's a challenge. Okay. If you had to start a business around two words, and I'm going to give you those two words. Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot, and you okay. have to start a business All right, around I'm ready. It, okay? Bring it on. And I'm just going to point things out. <clears throat> Palm tree, llamas. I would start a very niche travel and vacation company for people that were interested in the psychic arts. <laughs> uh, it would be a play on word. It would be palmas. Where <laughs> <laughs> you two can visit, you know, Based on a palm reading, of course. Uh, you can visit the palms on a llama. Palama. I like it. And typically Palama Lama Ding Dong. Sherpas yes. would use llamas. And so technically Interesting. A psychic could be a Sherpa. Okay. Are we talking about this kind of Sherpas on uh, Mount Everest? Because I feel like I would have seen a llama on like a Mount Everest hike before and I haven't. I think they get them to a certain point and then the llamas let the Sherpas take them the rest of the yeah. way. Which I think would be perfect. I mean, honestly. Like a llama looks at the sherpa and says, I'll, I'll pack it down here for now. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Hey-oh! Hey-oh! Well, that was bad. No, that was good. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I would I would pay money for it. Really? really? Yeah. Do, do you want to? Here's my palm. Do you wanna, that seems exceedingly unwise. <laughs> well, I've done worse. I've, I've, I, I've spent money on dumber things. <laughs> Um, Are we going to start like a financial advising uh, oh, podcast? Yes, next? <laughs> but then we have to say this is not financial advice. We'll yes. give it, but then we'll say we'll disclose yeah. like this is not financial advice. Oh, that's true. So, do you yes, have sir. any parting <laughs> questions, comments, concerns? You want to tell our audience something that only they can know? Mm, that only they can know, and anyone else listening to it. Um, when you're doing your deal, whether you're the buyer or the seller, start early. That's really really important. When you give yourself time. You give yourself options. When you're in a rush, it can really limit what kind of flexibility you have when you need it. Um, so I think that's that's a really good piece of advice. I think another is, you know, like we talked about earlier, you really need to think about building a team. It's very tempting, and I've been here, I've been in this place uh, more times than than I care to admit, to think that you can figure everything out. And the truth is, you absolutely can. If you give yourself enough time to do so, the problem is you're going to take a high value resource that you have, which is your time and your ability to design your business plan. And you're going to turn it into a low value resource by trying to do things that take people years and years of training and experience to do. 
Um, and that's a hard trade-off, especially when you're trying to balance budgets and outcomes. And so having those conversations early, building your team early, get a budget from your team. Doing deals and doing them really, really well to where they make money for you um, can get expensive. And you want to get as much transparency and predictability from folks up front as you can. Because um, then you can draw the appropriate limitations on their scope of work and make sure that your expectations are well aligned with theirs. But think value first, budget second. That's great. So with yep. that, I thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. And uh, certainly to all the entrepreneurs out there, uh, wish you the best. Yeah, have a great deal process. Keep running your business as well. Take great care of your people and your customers and everything else kind of works out. The content of this episode is intended for general informational purposes only. It is not intended as legal advice and no attorney-client relationship is formed by any of its contents.